The Infinite Serial, Chapter 8, 655. The Year, 2025. Daniela retrieved her wig, checked for smirks from the techs at their stations, and replaced the bald with blonde. The timestamp on the control room video screen read 655. She imagined a smirk on the face of the tech at screen 3. She pointed at the young man, barely 20, as the blood drained from his cheeks. He was fair-haired, fair-skinned, blue eyes in the face of a cherub. Get me the star of David Camp, she commanded. The young man twitched, mumbled a yes ma'am, fumbled with the switches. The screen before the O-N-N anchor held a full HD view of the interior of the makeshift temple. The Seder meal had begun. The four wine glasses placed before the guests, the wine symbolic of the blood of the Messiah, Yeshua, was poured into the glasses. Rabbi Rosenberg took the first cup, Kedush, celebrating the sanctification of this day, Sabbath, Passover, 2025. Mrs. Rosenberg reverently led the others in Hebrew prayer. The seven at the table drank and cast eyes downward in humility and reverence toward the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look at those fools, Daniela spit, drinking wine, spouting illusions about salvation. Listen to them, mumbling in some language they don't understand, praising a God that doesn't exist. Where is he? And where is Jason? All this time between the Muslims and our agents, and, of course, my constant little reminders to my viewers of the evil of the Jews, we have been able to stomp these traitors into powder. Most of them. Turning the world against the Jews was a small challenge, but to turn Jews against Christians? She clasped her hands over her heart in ecstasy. That? Oh, that's paradise. Her glow turned to anger. Where is he? The young tech at screen three, feeling her earlier rebuke, attempted redemption. Ma'am, maybe our man just wanted to wait until sundown, until there were more guests, more casualties. An understanding smile came to the face of Daniela. Smile became broader. Rabbi Rosenberg was now playing the role of the Megid, the storyteller from Jewish Passover tradition. The story was one of slavery and the misery of subjection to sadistic violence thrust upon the Jews under the reign of Pharaoh. There were seven, the rabbi, his wife, Howard Koenig, a white-haired former investment banker whose bank account and personal property had been confiscated by the order in 2023. His wife, Sarah, sat at his side. Beside them, their children, Luke and Martin, their grandson, Mark, barely a year old, sat in the high chair opposite the rabbi. These faithful had gathered around the wooden circular table they had been able to salvage from the bowels of the remains of the otherwise lifeless shopping center. Until now, the order could find no use for the 450,000 square feet of concrete, steel, wood, and plastic. Since Sharith Israel had taken up residence in the steel caverns below, the value of the property was now considerable. The propaganda value alone could be incalculable. Close up on the table, commanded Daniela. The Seder table was laden with bitter herbs, matzah, broken and shrouded, to remind the worshippers of the brokenness of Yeshua, the Messiah, and of the blindness of the unbeliever. Daniela harumphed and turned toward the young man at screen three. She gracefully approached the young man, put her hands on his shoulders, massaging gently, 
The young man stiffened slightly, instinctively cocked his head back toward the woman. Hmm. She almost moaned. She slid her left hand to the young man's cheek and caressed it softly. Cutest thing, she said. What's your name, cutie? Val, he said. My name is Val. Val, I, I like the way you think, Val. Daniela, uh, we've just been notified by NASHCAM. There's been a sighting of unauthorized aerial activity west of the city, heading in the general direction of, of our target. Daniela crossed the room in a heartbeat, gazed at the image. The video of the blue and white Bell Long Rangers swept through the range of the one of thousands of cameras the order had installed on light poles and buildings and billboards, cell towers and innumerable sites throughout the city. He's coming by helicopter! Daniela was euphoric. She turned from the screen. Every camera recording every movement, inside and outside that filthy little shopping center. I want to see red lights in every corner of my screen. I want footage, people! Daniela again clasped her hands to her synthetic bosom. This will be the greatest night of my life. The lush green panoply of mountains and green was fading behind the flashing tail rotor of the Bell Long Ranger. The tip of the ears of the Batman building were beginning to peek over the horizon. A corona of yellow and red was a descending ball settling to the west. Elgin adjusted the course five degrees south as they swept over signs of civilization, or such as it had become. There were lights from the shopping mall still authorized by the order. All along I-40 East there were still authorized car dealerships, mostly electric, Billboards for the country and booty bars in Music City. They passed low over Fisk University, its brick expanse, its, its history, its relentless service on behalf of the former slaves who helped build a nation. Cyber whispered a prayer for understanding and love amongst all that history had oppressed. Taken over by the order, said Elgin, his voice cracked through the headphones. And what have they done with it, said Cyber? Clinton B. Fisk would not approve. No, he did not approve of slavery including the type ordered by the order. Elgin took the chopper up to 2,000 feet and churned the machine toward Sharith Israel. In moments, the chopper hovered over the shopping center and circled like a buzzard. Elgin noted the clock on the control panel, 6.55, and right on time. Elgin once again reached behind his seat, retrieved a package wrapped in brown paper held tight with white strings. Elgin handed the box to Cyber. This is a gift for our guest below, he said. Elgin dropped the chopper down to roof level, hovered over a door next to the air conditioning unit, top of the expanse. That door leads to a series of stairs that eventually would take you to the basement, the Sharif Israel Temple, as it now is. Go down the stairs and deliver the gift to our friends. Cyber weighed the box in his hands, uh, not heavy enough for an assault rifle. Oh, I hope they enjoy it, he said. Is there a car that goes with it? Oh, yes replied Elgin, and a lovely little note. Now the order will be on its way soon, so as soon as you're on the ground, move quickly. Cyber pointed to a clear area next to the air conditioning unit. Good spot to set her down, he said. I can be at the stairway in ten seconds. Set her down wherever you like, go high, Cyber. Elgin patted the stick in the cyclic handle. Power, lift, ignition. You've seen me do this a thousand times. Cyber looked at Elgin in some confusion. The rush of the air was suddenly deafening as Elgin snapped open his door. He removed his headphones, unfastened the seatbelt, and shouted the cyber over the cacophony of the rotor's engine and wind. I have an appointment, but you'll be fine. Trust me. Elgin rolled, threw himself out the door, and was gone.
The Infinite Serial, brought to you by Spider Investigations. SpiderEye, S-P-Y-D-E-R-P-I dot com. Have a blessed day.